the inaugural first episode, you know, we'll yeah. look back on this day and go, holy shit, what were we thinking? Yeah, um, or best decision ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I suppose the one thing to start off with is who we are. So how about we introduce you? Who are you? Yeah, I'm Stephen, a plumber from uh, Gold Coast and Brisbane, um, somewhere in between there. And uh, yeah, just doing it really because, I don't know, after having a baby, it's, it's sort of turned things around and it's been a bit hard and even before that, it was, it was pretty hard um, just dealing with day-to-day life really. So yeah, um, now in sales because who likes to work on the tools? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then just look, really looking forward to it. Yeah, so your little one's one on Monday. Whole yes. year, mate, well done. Mate, you would know. You would know. It's uh, not too long ago we were celebrating yours. So seems like yesterday that they were born and at the delivery room or operating table for some. And yeah, it's um, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it definitely is. And I remember my experience quite vividly. We we were very lucky or privileged, I suppose is is another word for it to go private. So, you know, we got our own birth suite and we were the only ones in there and, and whatnot. And, yeah, it was very interesting. It's just the longest... Oh, even that, just it, talking about the labour side of things, like, it didn't take all that long from when they started, but we didn't go in until that evening. So it was the longest 24 hours of my life. kind of wish I had that, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> it was very long. It was a long process for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, doing it through the... Public system wasn't too bad, actually. I, I will say that. Apart from this COVID stuffing it up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That, that, that was the interesting thing. And I, honestly, my opinion on that is that I don't think I would have had it any other way. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. But it was just, especially as first-time parents, it was great. So we we got to stay in there for five days, right? And they, they yes. give us food and, and drinks and stuff. And because of the lockdown and whatnot, yeah, we had no visitors. We were, we were only allowed one visitor and we, you know, my wife and I made the, the conscious decision that we'll have no one. So, yeah, we, we got along though. Obviously, we made some friends there with people within the hospital yeah. and even... Uh, other partners and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so we were lucky. Some of them we had spent time in the prenatal, antenatal classes with, so we kind of knew them already, but... Yeah, it was it was good. But we created a dad's chat. So it was actually the dads that actually brought everyone together, not the moms. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is, you know, you, you, one thing that my wife sort of mentioned of, you know, having that that mums group and that. We, we didn't have that. But, yeah, it was through the – don't get me wrong. The dads got in contact and then the wives took over and it was just freaking yeah, awesome from there. Yeah, you just take on. a step back then because yep. – It's like, nah, they got it. Yep, yep. Um but yeah, so it was actually quite interesting. But yeah, obviously, yeah, last, you know, it's 2021 now, but last year we had COVID and lockdowns and, you know, we're very lucky. We're obviously recording this from the Gold Coast and we yeah. are not in lockdown. Thankfully. Um, yeah. Currently we've got... <laughs> today. <what? laughs> well, today, yeah, tomorrow's a new day. But we've got currently Sydney and Melbourne in lockdown and yeah, they, they're not having obviously as much of a fun time. Yeah. But obviously one of the, the reasons for the behind the podcast, so I suppose a bit of history. Well, what's, what was your purpose for it? Because let, let's 
talk freely here. You instigated it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess um, I'd felt so long like we've all got mates, you know, love you guys. Not saying I don't. But sometimes it's, um, I guess it's just hard to talk to mates because you don't want to look like that that weak one. And it's not even weak. It's it's just the stigma of the way everyone in, in society has been growing up really is if you do start to push your problems on somebody else, you sort of letting the team down but um and i know all of my mates you know and and yourself as well like we freely and openly about anything really but it's um yeah sometimes it's just hard and i feel like doing it this way is trying to get that way out and it's going to put me in a different mindset so as much as i'm also doing it for getting and getting the name out there it's also to sort of get my own things out there to feel my own confidence and yeah basically speak up yeah, well, it is. A, it's a, a bit of a stigma, isn't it? If I be so brazen to say the older generation, you, you're you're a man, you know, you, you do manly things, you chop down trees and yeah. you, you don't talk about your, your mental health or about issues that you're facing. But the reality is, is that mental health affects everyone. Yeah. And what's wrong with it? What's wrong with talking about it? Like, there isn't. There's nothing wrong. No, I, I, my, my personal opinion is the more we talk about it, the more the stigma breaks down. And, you know, uh, we were only talking a couple of weeks ago. You know, we, we've a bit of a, a saying that we've had, um, what I've had at work, and I'm trying to stop myself from saying it is, you know, oh, well, today's a great day. I haven't jumped in front of a bus. Yeah. And I started to think that now that the company I work for is getting bigger, the likelihood that someone might have experienced that, that, whether it be directly, you know, seeing it or, you know, through a friend of a friend, I'm just like, oh, hang on, I've, I've got to stop that. That's, yeah. you know, I, I get that it's a tongue-in-cheek, a, a joking way to deal with stress, which isn't necessarily the right thing to do. But, That's you know... your the, way. Yeah. yeah, but obviously the impact. So, you know, you, you mentioned obviously one of the reasons is mental health talking about it so uh, why do you think men don't talk about their mental health yeah it's i guess because we're all judgmental bastards i suppose it's, um, <laughs> yeah it's it's uh we look for we look for reasons not to talk about it or, or we try and find different ways to deal with it because we're worried about what people think and and where you'll put yourself in that in that spectrum of you know how manly I am in society and stuff like that. So uh, I guess it's it's more so just I feel like we we all are worried about people judging the situation rather than going look. I need help. I need a hand. I you know I want to reach out. So that to me is is I think why I think we don't talk about it because it's just one of those situations where we feel like we're going to be judged on how we we perceive the way we're dealing with it and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, to me, that's it's probably what my concern is with it, and that's why I don't think a lot of blokes do talk about it. So, so given the the open forum here, what are some of the mental health issues you've dealt with? Yeah, I guess it's still dealing with um, the yeah the change in parenthood, um, you know the, the the change in lifestyle, and I come from running a business and and running a or being a you know partnered in in a business where I started a Brisbane branch of a plumbing company and. Um, yeah, and then sort of realising that 
I'd gotten to a point where I felt like I couldn't grow anymore and, and that was sort of dividing things at home between myself, my partner. Then we had the baby, so so everything changed and, you know, all the aspects of everything sort of just got involved and, uh, yeah, I, I was doing a business coach course, I guess, and just the, the I'd finally taken responsibility of some of the issues I had, which was, you know, the work, the personal life and, and I sort of looked back on myself and went, well, what do I want out of this? And, uh, yeah, I, I made the change and now I'm in sales and I absolutely love it. And, you know, uh, I want to say I drive around and do sweet FA, but um, in the long run of things, you, you're constantly making changes and, and you're making those decisions to bring in more sales, I guess. But, yeah, I, I can say I love what I do now because I can do what I do, like to do best, which is talk and talk a lot of shit sometimes. Yeah. And <laughs> with with the business side, if, if to me, I worked out that I was good at talking shit and with sales, in my version of sales, I guess, when I, when I meet clients and contacts is you get in contact with them. They're a popped up, by the way. I saw that. So did the camera. So <sighs> cop that. <laughs> um, I wonder why they're still sitting there. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm waiting for the pop series. We will pop it in just a second. I'll grab a screwdriver out and we'll pop it. That, <laughs> that tells you I'm still a tradie at heart because I've got a tool <laughs> yeah, bag yeah. inside the office. So, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, look, uh, I, I learned very quickly that in my version of sales, if you um, become friends with someone... I like to buy. I like to buy things from my friends because mm. I'm helping them out. So uh, my my sales version, of, well, my version of sales, I guess, is yeah, meeting people and getting to know them as a person first, which kind of opens up into what we're doing now. Which is um, one of the reasons I thought about this type of podcast in the first place was I want people to get to know me, and I want to be that open person, much the same as yourself. We've spoken about this that. You know, if, if you need to reach out for something, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what time. If I if I answer the phone, I mean, if it's midnight and I'm asleep and I don't answer the phone, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, my phone's on loud. So if I sleep through it, I probably needed that sleep. But, um, yeah, I just wanted, want people to know that we're here, we're mates. And, yeah, that's sort of what got me out of some of the ruts that I was in and some of the issues that I had with mental health, which was, just being down all the time and, and not really not really looking forward to the next day just to see what comes next, but just making those those little changes and looking towards myself first, mm. um, making those changes to try and step forward, which I wouldn't have been able to do without the help of my business coach. Uh, and, yeah, it's making those changes was what dragged me out of those some of those lower times. So, yeah. It's, so you, you yeah. mentioned, obviously, the business coach and you mentioned that, you know, you were – essentially opening an expansion sorry i just looked over and saw my daughter running towards the door very excited um but you know that the expansion of a a business that i believe was you know obviously a plumbing business so you know that was before your daughter was born and so you obviously yeah the this you're spinning up a a business which we'll we'll call it a business for the the sake of a business and you know, the, the, all elements of it. So you've got the sales, probably a bit of marketing in there. My nose is blocking up, which is going to be really great. Yeah, as well on. as still on the tools, you had an apprentice at the time. Yeah. Do you call him an apprentice? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely an apprentice. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure he'll probably pop his head out on the cast at some point. But uh, yeah, he, you've got to cut it oh, I, I have way too many funny stories as you've seen, <laughs> yeah. on, seen on the Snapchats. And um, yeah, he, he's... he's good bloke but yeah so basically i guess at the start of it uh starting the business i was actually you know a single man 
Um, I've got to stop saying um. Uh, it takes time. Work that out, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, starting the business, getting right into it, getting involved. And uh, yeah, it was basically the business originally originated out in uh, the Lockyer Valley. And I actually worked for the owner of. I don't know if you'd say his whole name. Probably, probably take that part out. Well, I'll just try to edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. It would take that we'll, part we'll, out. I'll put a uh, sound effect in. Yeah, so we don't name drop. Yeah, so did that and, well, if I say it, I'm going to feel better. So it was... Yeah, so, so started, like, originally... Uh, sorry. It originated out at the Lockyer Valley. Uh, a lot of the clients were purely based in the... the Lockyer Valley, and the business was, I want to say on a stagnating decline, um, just because of a business structure in one of our major clients, uh, and and they just, they, they changed the way they were doing things, and they actually put on plumbers to work full time for them, because they had quite enough work, and as you know, in business, it's, you're always looking for efficiency, so if you're spending quite a lot of money on a subcontractor to come in and do that sort type of work, well then... If it warrants putting on a full-time employee to do that position, well, then you're sort of silly not to because you can make more money off that employee then. So, The beauty of using an outsource mob is that you typically can do it more efficiently and can do a, right, a, sorry, a vast of different things than what, say, an in-house plumber can do. Yeah, well, we've got all the additional tools. Uh, you know, you're not spending that upfront cost and buying all the tools and... Uh, I often see, uh, even in the industry, and now that I'm out of it, but I've, yeah. I've seen it from both sides, being running a business and and also working for someone in general and, and all that sort of stuff. I've actually seen, when you go two jobs, the typical, and, and, and it's not everyone, but you, you get the typical owner who's standing there and they're, and they're watching you and they're going, oh, I probably could have done that myself. And you're like, well, you could, but... I did a licensed trade for four years so that I could learn how to do this properly in the right way. And, you know, and they're like, oh, but, you know, it looks fairly easy. And you go, yeah, but there's a reason you called me here in the first place. If it was easy, you would have done it yourself. And the other side to that is I've had to use, for, for demonstrational purposes, I've had to use a Jetta, an Eel, you know, locator. You're looking at 25 grand's worth of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well... You could have done this yourself, definitely. Yeah, if you but had twenty five grand. Would you have just gone and invested twenty five grand in the stuff that we've just used? Or paid to use it once fifteen hundred dollar invoice. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> sometimes see see, sometimes, you know, like a say simple Jetta job, hmm. if you if you're out there for five minutes, you're not gonna charge them through the leg. No. You charge them the service fee for that item, which generally, hypothetically speaking, is, is the cost of you getting there hmm. maybe the first hour and the cost of that good that you whether you're paying it off or hmm. you've worked out a cost analysis on what it costs you to buy yep. and how much you have to sell it for so let's just say it's three or 350 400 bucks you know sometimes it's only a, a small amount and and yeah. to have someone go oh i could i could do that myself and you go it's only four hundred dollars like yeah, yeah if, if sure got... mate go buy the jetta and yeah, yeah. Talk to me. go and spend go and spend 30 but... grand on tools and and then do that $300 job for yourself. Like, so There's two things I'll add to that is that you're absolutely right. Like the reality though, 
Now, I'm going to use a very basic plumbing yeah. analogy, so so sorry. No, it's all right. But the reality is, is you've serviced thousands and thousands of toilets, whereas the in-house plumber may not have. He, he or she might only service a couple hundred toilets yeah. a year. So there are things that you're going to learn and pick up and efficiencies that but they may not. Just aren't there. Yeah. And look, um, I guess as well, looking back on, on the, the past like four years, so looking back just at COVID for last year when, when it all sort of kicked off. Now, um, when you think about a lot of our work was schools, TAFEs, mm universities hospitals things like that when you look back on it and you go well when COVID happened all of those facilities were shut down so they weren't they didn't have on-site students they didn't have you know a lot of the students or the schools were closed and things like that so when you look at look back on that and everything shut down if you're if for the company to have an in-house plumber and they're shut down well now they're paying a full-time wage rather than oh we don't have any work for the subcontractor mm. so yeah, when you look at things like that, I mean, when they obviously did their cost analysis and breakdowns yeah. and everything, they probably didn't think that COVID was going to shut everything down. I don't but think anyone thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So uh, when, you, when you look at things like that, it kind of does work out to pay for itself with by using a subcontractor. And not only does that keep the world moving as well, but I guess when you look back, historically, there's probably not really been much that's been like this in this sort of level like mm. you know there has been there's been widespread disease and stuff like that before but nothing's really shut down entire countries and stuff like that like it has now second part which i was going to mention is and i think it's a fable i don't necessarily know if it's true but there is a story that does its its rounds which is you know there's a, a piece of machinery that needs a repair it's not running right and they get a quote from one gentleman and it was 10 grand and they get another quote from another engineer and it was 1500 bucks. So of course they went with the 1500 buck guy. Now after four days, this guy could not get it working, could not figure it out. And so they called in a specialist. The specialist walked in with his hammer, looked at it for three seconds, bashed his hammer and then walked, started to walk away and gave him the $10,000 invoice. And the company turned around and said, I want that itemized. So we itemized it and it was... <laughs> Ten sort. <laughs> no, no. It was $9,000 for knowing where to hit. <laughs> and it, it just went to go that, you know, sometimes you have to pay for the expertise. And that that's whether it be equipment or, you know, you... It could be literally or, anything. Yeah, well, it could be anything. But believe it or not, that by you being a plumber for X number of years... You've picked up skills that they can't teach you in a book. Yeah. You know, you recently redid my shower head in my, my ensuite, yeah. and there was things like you said, oh, it's easy, you can do it yourself, but <laughs> Just, I'll come down and help I'll you. Come, yeah. And about five minutes into it, you realize that the thread head was staffed. Yeah. And we had to get a little Dremel yeah. out in order to make a new thread just to yeah. put it on. That was my bad. I should probably should have specified that. <laughs> it's um, and when you look at things like that too, it, it that kind of that kind of shows you like the quality in in two different types of people. So like as a plumber myself and, and with the business and and in all of our staff and everything else, um, the quality we would go through. So we've got those tools to once you once you cut a thread down, you 
Barrett or D Barrett, and you take away that that rough edge so that you don't cross thread and stuff like that. But from what I found, yeah, when we went when we went down there and had a look, that there was no none of that was done. It was just yeah. rough housing, dirty, just slap it together and hope for the best. So yeah, just to see that, uh, I guess that's where it comes down from me going, yeah, just do it. It's easy, and then going, oh wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> I'll do it because. <laughs> we've only got one shot at this if you, if you proper stuff it up and i don't feel like cutting tiles and pulling walls out today but <laughs> no no and i'm thankful that we didn't have to do that because yeah. that would have been horrible we kind of digressed a bit we, we went more to the literal shit talk yeah uh, yeah so you know away from where we were going but <laughs> we still got there yeah we, we got there and it is i think it's all valuable so you mentioned you know when you started creating that branch for the business you're a single man yeah. So, you know, you had, let's face it, minimal responsibilities other than making sure your belly was full and yeah. you know, the fridge was stocked it's, up with beer. Pretty much. At the time, I had a housemate, Geordie, which everyone's going to meet. and um, Yeah, we were living together and partying together. And we uh, I've got a couple of photos, which we'll hopefully be able to post in this thing that you guys can see. So we used to do the thing where it was like, you know, you'd buy a carton for the week or whatever, but then you'd be out and you'd see maybe another carton that you liked and you were like, oh, that'd look good in the fridge. <laughs> and yeah, so it ended up, it was pretty rough. Like, I'm a horrible cook. I'll put my hand up and say it, <laughs> hand on heart, whatever you want to do. I'm a horrible cook. I can cook basically one thing in my life, which is spaghetti bolognese. Don't, don't hang shit on me for that. It's good. I even make the sauce out of crushed tomatoes and... I do that properly. That's the only thing I do properly. No, no, I'm just looking. I'm going, 14 years and you've never once made spaghetti bolognese. I hope you're talking to somebody else because if you're asking me to make your dinner, at least at least <laughs> buy me a drink first or something. Um, <laughs> you're like, I bought you plenty of drinks, you rude I'm bastard. Say, <laughs> I've left plenty of drinks in the fridge where I've yeah. come back literally hey, the next week and they're gone. I hope somebody in here can agree with me, right? If it's in if, oh. if it's in my house for long twenty four hours, it's mine. No, no argument. <laughs> I'm still a bit disappointed that I had to bring some others back, yeah. and I'm going. Yeah, why did you bring them back? You didn't have to. Someone else brought them back. Yeah, and well, I'm just, like, oh, I'm just going to avoid an argument. Yeah, it's just easier just to do. Yeah, well, that's you know without without sounding sexist, that's the easiest way to deal yeah. with a woman, especially if you especially if you're married to her or dating them. You just keep them happy. It's the easiest way to just survive life. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, horrible cooking. So, basically, it was like if I couldn't order it, probably wasn't eating it. But generally, it was, you know, we'll go to the pub for dinner or, you know, we might have the occasional meal at home. But, yeah, we went through a stage where it was sort of like how much piss can you fit in the fridge? And you open the fridge door and all you could see was... Now, now I sound like a true alcoholic, but <laughs> you open the fridge door and it looked like heaven because it was just from ground, at, you know. And, um, yeah, it was it was good like you drink when you when you wanted to it's no judgment i guess no nothing none of that and i guess that's why we fight with partners is little bits of judgment in, in each other and it's not just one-sided it's definitely little bits of judgment from each other and that sort of turns into bigger problems and that's i guess another issue in itself but yeah so just having a bit with the business as well and and just starting out obviously being single and you could put a lot more effort into different things um, less focus on, say, yourself or, excuse me, um, or, you know, 
I want to say finding someone and having a night out or a night in, whichever the case may be. But yeah, just having that that bit of a change in environment was was good, and it was good for the startup. And we we killed it as far as I'm concerned. Like for the first two years, it was it was pretty good, or first year and a half at least. Um, things turned around. They started really well. Started really strong. We put on two extra blokes um, on top of the three that we had. Then we had subbies as well that helped us out. It was going really, really well. Uh, but then obviously COVID and... So you obviously had, you know, we'll call it changing responsibilities because you've gone from tradie to, you know, tradie manager, business yeah. manager. Yeah. So how... What impact did that have on your life? Yeah, so I guess things things sort of turned around. So it was going it's going really well, and everything was on an uphill. You know, we were kicking goals, which is what we always plan to do. And uh, yeah, things just sort of I guess started dying off. Like I was, we were still kicking goals, still pushing. You know, we started we we brought in another business as part of it which was an electrical business so we were really really kicking goals and then yeah then COVID hit so I guess the the change in responsibilities going from you know basically startup right through till you know now we're managing people and managing you know customers and building relationships and client relationships and all that sort of stuff so trying to juggle that as a whole uh, in the end took a lot of a lot of a toll on me mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of one of the factors why I sat down and I finally had a good hard look at myself and went you know is, it, is this what you want to do um, and I guess I, I learnt in myself that it was what I wanted to do to keep kicking goals but not to keep kicking goals and missing that's sort of how it all, all started going downhill was basically, yeah, with, with COVID, obviously, like I said, we did a lot of schools, TAFEs, things like that. When they when they started to close down and, and it was essentially like our whole world got turned upside down. So we had to try and take new targets and I guess target a different market. Mm. And we've had a lot of experience before where we've been burnt by different markets in, in the industry. So uh, that was a big taking a big toll and and then seeing the the destruction I suppose and the, and the hurt that it was causing myself um, the director yep. his family my family and then obviously celebrating that you know I've obviously got a partner in that time and and then yeah we went on holidays and conceived our beautiful little girl and yeah and then obviously having having Mia, might as well just say it, I suppose. It was just a big turn and, and that, having all of that hit at once mm. was sort of what really, really started bringing out the, I guess, the old anger side of me, which was sort of dormant for a very long time. Um, yeah, it was, it's, which stems from a, a bigger problem back when I was younger and uh, the, the life experiences I went through, which... You know, we've we've talked about, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on here. Yeah, definitely, uh, it's, it's you know, it's one of those things where because it was, I guess, at a low point, and then I'd, I'd come up from that, and I was kicking goals, and I was really making you know, 
you know, kicking kicking goals and taking names. Basically, I was, I was, you know, I felt like I was killing it. And then, yeah, just to see that whole thing come sort of unstuck and start to fall apart, that's yeah. that's where I sort of fell into a dark hole. Yeah, that was, I guess, when I started drinking a lot. And, you know, I wasn't he... just drinking a party. I was drinking to forget <laughs> things. So yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. Well, it, it sounds like it was a cataclysmic event because you had the ups and downs so you, you had the ups of your you know firstborn coming into the world you had the downs of also actually i'll say the ups of having to be agile to be able to deliver on different businesses right because you suddenly didn't have access to your, your take to university so the the excitement of going okay here's a problem how do i solve it yeah Where's this new, yeah, new where am challenge. I get this new challenge from? And then obviously the downs of going, well, they're not hitting goals. You know, for, to yeah. to put it in, uh, I suppose, a black Costs and white. Costs are still, still there, but yeah, it, it's the workload's not yeah. as, as fluctuant. And <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 it was obviously hard for a lot of businesses, you know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and touching on that, I actually, I was quite, I guess... I, I want to say quite impressed with a entertainment company in America, right? Because when COVID first hit and it pretty much everywhere got shut down, uh, it was actually a strip club. Now, the strip clubs over here, obviously, as we all know, at the start, which I don't know if it was a bit of a government, you know, decision or not, but mm. at the at the very start, they were still open. Okay. Yeah. So for the first little bit, they were still open. And then it was like, oh, hang on a minute. We, we, yeah, we better close everything. <laughs> uh, similar to what they did, remember, with their hairdressers and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, they were on like a list that mm. basically said, well, it's, it's a need. I mean, yeah. say need with inverted commas because I guess for some people it's sexual release, I suppose. But lots of other things you could do. You don't have to go to a strip club to sex relief. But anyway, so, um, yeah, this this strip club in america what they did they actually put up these big gazebo tents and turned it into a drive-through strip club so i'll show you a video on it later oh, okay it's um yeah so and it was a i think they were topless well in the videos anyway i, I don't know if that was a full nudity shows or anything like that but uh, yeah what they did was they just went well our because Oh, yeah, over there, they don't really have base wages. So at mm. least here, if you were a full-time employee, I mean, I don't know many strip clubs that hire full-time employees. I suppose you might have bartenders and chefs or something. If you Maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, if you're a full-time employee, you're paid over here. But over there, mm. you could be a full-time employee, but you get no benefits. No. So if there's no work, you're essentially a casual worker. So for them, obviously, being, you know, a lot of that industry over there is all cash in hand. There's no... Yeah. Uh, no traces or anything like that. They wanted to find a way to keep their girls employed. Yeah. Now I was really respectful of the company. I, I actually thought really highly of them because the business owners did not take a single cent out of it because over there they had insurances to cover yeah. losses of income and stuff. So what they actually did, they set up these these booths, these drive-through booths, and it was like a pick-up and order delivery. So you could order food. They had their yeah. chefs employed still. Yeah. And then the dancers were obviously dancing on poles and stuff, but through these tents. So the drive, it was, you got these tents and then you drive through the tents and they were still dancing. And they were actually, I don't know, do you ever have to pick up litter as a kid at school with those claw, yeah, yeah, hand yeah. claw things? Yeah, so the, the, the ladies were actually dancing on these poles and then they would 
you know, the, the guys or the females, there was even females, they were having full parties go through there and they were holding the money out the window and these girls were grabbing them with the, the rubbish pickups oh, okay. and putting them, you know, putting them in and then they'd sanitise them. And then what they were all doing was at the end of the night, all of the tips got put together yeah. and they were split evenly between every single person in the company. Yeah. So the owner of the business was still getting paid because they were getting looked after through insurance and then yeah. everybody who needed money in that business was getting an equal share. So, you know, if they made a killing, they were all getting paid a killing. But yeah. if they, if they, you know, if, if it was quiet for some reason, everyone was the same. So it wasn't just one person suffering. It was everyone's the same. So they're all working together, get it done better and faster. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy just to see how different businesses actually performed in... I guess the the environments we were stuck in. Yeah, definitely, and, and that's definitely very innovative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I to, um, to say that, you know, we we know obviously we're based on news reports here in Australia. We had restaurants spin up a takeaway service overnight. Yeah. Uh, we had actually that's probably the only one that comes to mind at the moment. Uh, there, there's, there's probably millions of others where well, actually, there's a company that I've indirectly done some work for and they went from they ended up splitting their fleet so they've got a a fleet of trucks they end up splitting it down the middle so their primary job was probably the larger end of what you do so sucking out sewers or pits or mud or things like that but they essentially reversed the vacuum mechanism and started sanitizing whole buildings that's pretty cool so they, yeah, split it down the middle just to continue having oh, the money rolling. These, and yeah, you're dead right. There's, there's two types of people that tackle that scenario, I guess, <laughs> and that is like people who panic and we sort of look at things and go, well, what do we do here? <laughs> and then there's the people who go, well, it happened. So <laughs> what are we going to do to, you know, continue doing what we're doing? <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's just innovation ways or innovative ways, I should say, to think of i guess new business and yeah. you never know like that that new business idea may be the idea that makes you the richest man on earth it, it could like, be well it know. worked for jeff didn't it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like it's it's just crazy when you look at things like that and, and situations and scenarios that some of our biggest companies in the world were created at the lowest points in their lives yeah um, i've got a personal mate that i call a personal mate every day and i tell a lot of people about him because i've got a lot of respect for him but he's he's been broke a couple times you know bankrupt whatever but he has never once looked bad like you know he's obviously had mental moments and i say mental moments but like you know mentally draining moments and and down points and low points of his life but to see that man every single day just not look back he just goes oh it happened and look where I'm at now and he is he's to me I, he's probably one of the wealthiest people I know and he just the, the he's so humble in everything he does yeah uh, a couple of weeks ago it might have been a month ago now both of his brand new luxury cars had been stolen from the Gold Coast and taken on jaw rides and because of his because of his connection with communities he's not one of those blokes who's got lots of money that you know doesn't care about anyone else yeah it's, he's he's yeah he's got a bit of money but he he looks after everyone the same way he has been looked after his whole life. Or, you know, if you, if you treat him with respect, he's got respect for you. So 
um, yeah, with, with the mutual respect he's got in the, in the community, that afternoon they found one of his cars because they knew that, that like, the guy, they were kids, the kids that stole it, they knew that they were going to get caught because they'd seen literally this, this photo of his car, or the, both of his cars, but mm. this photo of his car had been posted literally everywhere from the Gold Coast <laughs> down to New South Wales, right up through the, you know, north yeah. coast of Australia. So just to see his connection in industry, in, in the environments, and just in the communities and society around here is incredible. It's, yeah. And the other car, I don't know if they've found it yet, but I believe it's been in hiding by the, by the looks of it yeah. if they haven't found it because the amount of, uh, yeah, the amount of people that have seen this post. And like I said, yeah, that afternoon they found one of them. So could only imagine. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, and sort of looping it back, I know, you know, and we'll probably talk about that low point in, in a future episode, but, you know, you, you parted ways with, that plumbing business and yeah and i don't even look at it as a as a low point to be honest um it was low taking me down to it Mm. and then i guess for me to notice and for me to finally go you know what to do what's right for me and to look after myself Mm. and i didn't do it from a place of you know hatred or anything it was literally (laughs) from love i went you know what i like i love the guys i work with I still love them, but loved, <laughs> love the guys I work with. No, you're out. You're yeah, out you're of the out. Family. See you later. Fuck you guys. But <laughs> no, um, yeah, I love the guys I work with. And, mm. and you know, I still talk to all of them, like, mm. fairly regularly basis. But it was, it was a turning point to actually, I guess, self-love and to go, this is incredible. Yeah. So, sorry, maybe I'll, I'll extend on that is that I know leading up to that decision, we had a quite a few conversations and you were visibly frustrated is probably the polite word to put it you know you decisions were being made that you didn't necessarily agree with and that was causing confliction within yourself and as you said you know self-love yeah and which i wasn't doing yeah at all and this is i sort of saying is one thing that i would really impress and, and i even said it to my wife is that and I, I said to a few people actually so you get talked about it, not just in negative ways. It's like, holy shit, this is what Stephen did on the weekend. <laughs> but you... Yeah, I see what he did. He woke up in handcuffs. No. <laughs> oh, no, we, we... You were there for that. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually. But no, we, we talked... Sure, I uh, thanks, Siri. Go away. I said handcuffs. I didn't say anything about Siri. But... Yeah. Uh, but even as of this week, we were talking about uh, your partner trying to stick an illicit substance up your bum. Oh, um, man. And the question obviously came around as to why. But Can we... Is it, is it illegal to put that vision online? I, you can't see any nudity. I don't know. What if we put it with no sound? Maybe. You can't see any nudity, but I'll say that. You can see a ass cheek and that's it. Yeah, that's probably okay. You do see me gecko up the wall, but yeah. and it is hilarious. But... Anyway, yes. sorry, yeah. sorry. Off, keep, off topic keep, again. Sorry, yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, so you, you wound up there. You didn't have anything directly to go to. No, no full-time employment, I'll call it. Yeah. But it didn't phase you. It, it, it's, don't get me wrong, I don't doubt that it might have created issues at home. Like, or created tension. Yeah, oh. there you go, tension. You know, where, where's our, where, how oh. are we going to get food on the table? Especially when you had 
a, you know, a little one to feed and your yeah. partner isn't working full-time hours. So that, yeah. but you just turned around and you went, well, I'll, I'll find work. And that's what you did. You found work. <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of my self-worth and, and if you can afford it, anybody, I, I do say get yourself either a personal coach or even a business coach, even if it's for personal reasons. Like originally, um, and I'm, I'm going to give him a plug if that's all right. Yeah, like Gio Silanesu, he was my business coach from Aurora Solutions. And um, he, he actually doesn't call it business coaching. So at the start, uh, I guess we were part of a, a B&I group, the Business Networking International. And um, we, were, we were actually, oh, I've, I've known him through ProTrade, beforehand which is another I guess business course but um, met him through there but I'd never worked directly like I've had a few classes with him through ProTrade and mm. and then to work directly with him he at the start was like oh I'm a business coach and then he was like well I'm a personal coach because that's how he's always worked mm. um, now I sort of got him I, I got him through his journey as well so he was still going through the same sort of things he'd already established where he wanted to be but he was he was going through those changes himself anyway and yeah i, I yeah i distinctly remember him going from one day he just coming he's like well I'm, i was like oh it's a business coach he's like i'm not a business coach he says, i'm a personal coach he goes i teach business mm. but or i can teach business but i'm a personal coach because you've got to look at yourself first and look within because you create pretty much every scenario well not pretty much you create every yeah. scenario in life that you're ever in and and taking 100 percent responsibility for everything you do because every bad scenario good scenario i mean you decide whether it's bad or good but every good bad scenario every tough time every hard time you've ever been in well you're still alive yeah so well it's the a bit of an age-old story, which is, you know, obviously there's the... We're going to get the the physician wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Newton. But every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. But it's exactly that. You can choose how you react. Yeah. And generally, when you make a choice... I mean, some people... Some, not some people. Sometimes you might have 12 different options, but mm. generally it's option A or option B, and you try something and option A doesn't work, and then you go, well, shit, now I've got to do option B anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you've always got yourself out of every hole you've ever been in. And, and that was a lot of, through a lot of course, now I've been working with him for four years. And you hear the same thing over and over again. Rep repetition is, is there. But every single time you hear the same thing, you'll, you'll take something different and you'll connect with something different. And to me, it was, that was like one of the things. And one day I, after listening to it, after hearing it, after going through it, it, it just hit me, and it was like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, you've, you've. I was down in the dumps, and yeah, like, yeah, the tension that it created. Now, touching on that, it's um, it's one thing I was told by an old friend of mine, and and it was there's one thing in life women want. Now, I'm not stereot I'm not, I'm not being <laughs> sexist or anything like that, but it's one thing in life that women want, and it's certainty. Mm. Now, now, Gio again basically mm. said to me, and this is one of the things I took away was, I need you to tell me something that's certain in your life. He goes, because there's there's two things that are certain in your life, and I went, 
I'm waiting for the smart-ass response of death and taxes. Well, yeah, basically. And he goes, well, yeah, well, he goes, well, yeah, you're right with that. One of them is, is death. You don't have to pay your tax. This is your choice. It is your choice. It just depends on how you want to go about it. I was so, going to say, cause I suppose yeah. if you don't want to pay, you can end up in prison. Yeah, so, but, there's, but you've made that choice. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, there's two things that are certain. He goes, one, you were born, hmm. and two, you're going to die. And he goes, but from that, I want you to tell me the exact day, time, minute, hour, how you're going to die. And I went... Oh, probably jumping out of a plane, doing something cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure there's you know? a Facebook survey yeah, for that, yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I'm doing something cool, right? Yeah. He goes, okay, well, tell me your date. I'm like, oh. You know, he goes, don't lie to me. I want you to tell me your date. And I went, oh, I'm about 60. So, okay, so what date's that? Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at math. I'm not, I'm not going down that path. <laughs> wait, wait. Hang on. Yeah. No. I'm, no, yeah. I'm not going to leave that one. I'm not good at math, but yet I'm a plumber and I have to measure things. Okay, well, I'm just... Or is that why you're in sales now? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I went down that path, but it was like... And he goes, right, now stop bullshitting yourself and stop bullshitting at me. He goes, mm. you don't know when it's going to happen. He mm. goes, so take more faith in yourself and have more confidence in yourself, which I might come across as a very confident person, but to myself, I don't believe it, which is... Bit contradicting, but whatever. Oh, um, we're our own worst enemies. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, but yeah, he basically went through, and we're talking about that, and yeah, he just it, it sort of led me on that path with the tension, and it was like, well, although I don't have anything to go to, I know that I'm going to find exactly what I need when I need it because, yep. and and this is kind of what gave my partner confidence in it. And that was it, every time we ever needed money for anything, every time we, you know, I don't know, let's say had a car emergency or had, I don't know, let's say a flat tyre, <laughs> it's I've always had the money there or I've had the tools there or I've had, the, I've had something there to fix it. Yeah. So... When I guess when we we spoke about this as in a, in a discussion, I guess she still takes on some of that that take back and that tension on it. But a, a lot of the time now she goes ah, like, it's fine, you know. It's it's hard on her. I guess I, I'm not her, but it's hard on her. And and she's probably thinking sometimes like, fuck, does he really have it this time? Like, is it gonna go, is it gonna pay off? But then she goes well. Hasn't failed, hasn't failed soon, like this far. So we should be doing all right. So, mm. yeah, just just having that confidence in yourself is is something that took me a long time, and it got me to where I am today. And yeah, just just walking through it and going, whatever I, I need, I'm gonna find. And I guess I've I've always had I've been lucky to be really good at my job, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Yeah, pretty there much. There you go, toot for um, you. Yeah, I was, I was like, well. <laughs> Bro, I was, I was hitting that flute, brother. I was going for that out. But, um, yeah, like, just to, to yeah, fuck it, toot my own horn, yeah. I'm good at my job. And I know I'm good at my job because I've spent so long doing it and so long perfecting it that I don't like in, in industry, especially mm. in plumbing because that's my industry, I don't like doing something wrong. Because, mm. and, and I'm probably going to, they'll probably take my license off me now because... I'm going to pick on them, but the licensing board for plumbing, 
if you've got a license and you do something wrong, you can expect them to chase your ass down, give you a massive fine and take your license away for you. If you're a handyman, and I don't have anything bad on handyman, but if you're a handyman and you do an unlicensed work, licensing don't do anything about it. They might do maybe once out of every thousand, but I've reported that many handymen. Again, I don't have anything wrong with you if you're doing your, <laughs> your licensed trade, but for doing unlicensed plumbing work, hmm. with proof, with photos, with invoices that state they've done unlicensed plumbing work, and our licensing board looks at it and goes, <laughs> do you want me to do something about that? Because we're not going to. I guess that comes down to the question, though, is that if they're not licensed, what can they do? What what power or authority does the licensing board have? Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're an unlicensed driver, right? Let's say you're an unlicensed... You've never had a license in your life. Yep. You go out, you drive a car, you get pulled over by the police. Yeah. You're still getting a fine. Yeah. If you're doing unlicensed work, and, and it's a government-registered body who has the authority to give fines and take licenses, and I've seen in the past take homes mm. off plumbers that have accidentally, and when I say accidentally, I mean they've done something that has caused an accident, Yeah. and they've been deemed responsible. Now, whether that be from maybe not clipping something correctly, you know, maybe they run out of clips, so they spaced them out a bit further, or, mm. or whether they've... You know, they thought they used a, a, a steam fitting, but it was a water fitting or whatever. I, I'm just trying to... Yeah, just generalise. Yeah, but to go down that path, I'm going to be one of those rude guys who's got his phone on loud. Be like your Siri just interrupting. Well, the, but, we'll, we'll loop back to that in a second, yeah. actually. But Sorry, um, no, you're right. But yeah, just to, to see that, that type of stuff, you know, they've got the authority to do all that. So surely... Surely, surely, surely. They've got the license to if someone's doing unlicensed work, which could cause, and I say this, could cause the exact same problem that caused another plumber that I know to lose his home. Hmm. You know, they can take a home from someone for doing the exact same thing that an unlicensed yeah. person has done, but they can't take the house from that bloke because... Well, I'm no legal yeah. expert by any mean feat. So I'd be curious just to see what power they have. So you're absolutely right. The, the police have legislated power yeah. written into policy that they can fine you for yeah, driving and, yeah. and, and things like that. But I'd be curious. Not so much. Not so curious that I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'd, my interest doesn't peak that much. I was going to say I've been in the industry and I still haven't looked it up because <laughs> I can't be bothered because. But now back to you being a rude shit with your phone on. Now, <laughs> small survey. You're absolutely right. I Listen don't... to you, you judgmental bastard. No, not being judgmental. <laughs> I'm curious. So, yes, my watch went off, which I actually don't understand how. I think I probably, me and my fat, ro I almost caught on my ankles. My ankles are on my feet. <laughs> Long day. Fat wrist probably just bent the wrong way and triggered it, which, you know, I could do the same thing with, you know, just holding down whatever button here, right? Now, I predominantly have my phone on silent, permanently. Someone else I know does that. You, you don't have to whisper, she can't hear you. And when you call her, 
and you really, really need her, and you call her three times, and then you call Google Home, and then you call the home phone. You have a home phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even have a home phone. Yeah, and guess what? Still didn't answer it? Still doesn't answer. Uh, see, I... Even though everything's on loud except for her phone. Yeah. And then she rings me back and goes, sorry, my phone was on silent. And you go, what, you didn't hear anything else ring? And she goes, well, I did, but I didn't answer it. And you're like, oh, God damn. What'd you need? Oh, I don't know, a, a newspaper or toilet paper to wipe my ass. Just something. See, I counteract, I've got the watch, and the watch rings, so that's when I know my phone's ringing. Now, I will not sugarcoat it. I spend a lot of my time in meetings, which is why it's on silent. But I, I to an extent, don't understand people that have their phone on loud. Because one, one, sorry, because one thing I absolutely hate, and we'll see how this comes across, but let's see if I unmute mine and I'll turn the volume up so you can hear but this is one thing I hate and I'm not sure it is but hear that noise that tip tap tip tap tip tap tip tap as I'm oh, typing yeah, I reckon we could it is freaking annoying from my perspective I reckon we could definitely definitely make everybody hear that just do the old same thing and if we both do it at the same time <laughs> it's definite but it, it mine's really quiet. Yeah, you probably need to turn the sound up, mate. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I just, I never, um, I, I just don't get it. It, it is, it's on silent most of the time. Yeah. And look, to be honest, when my watch goes flat, I'm in a world of hurt because, yeah, I miss phone calls and everything. <laughs> but, yeah. Someone's getting in trouble for sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm already in trouble. So, <laughs> so kind of going back to one of the original topics we said, you know, where the purpose of this podcast is talk about yeah. mental health. Yeah. But when we were discussing this over the last couple of months, and yes, it has taken a couple of months. Well, shit, it's taken us like three weeks just to get in the same room together. Yep. Probably need to talk about that. Maybe we need to do a few virtual ones if we can't get in, but we'll, we'll talk about that. See what we can do with it, yeah. But one thing we, we sort of said is that it'd be good to get people that have experienced things like substance abuse, alcohol abuse, whatever it may be, and just how they it has impacted their mental health but also how they've gotten out of the rut so okay. um just putting it out there we're, we're obviously going to have some social channels available so if you're interested in sharing your story and sorry i'm going to be one of those rude bastards and look at my phone but please mm. reach out to us on the socials we're getting some creepy ass looks from people outside yeah we need to get one of those studios with windows like, not windows that's Instagram. Who the lovely ladies, as they interrupted, is we were actually probably a few moments from wrapping, wrapping up. up this episode anyway. So, yeah, just wanted to... I don't know how this is going to cut in, but I'll try anyway. But loop back is that, you know, if you, if you are interested or you've got a story to tell, then reach out to us. We're going to have, obviously, the, the socials available as well as an email address, which is podcast at licc.com.au. So feel free to shoot through your feedback, only obviously if it's positive. We don't want to hear your negative Nancy's out there. And if it is negative, I'm going to look at it. Yeah, we'll 
and I'll well, send it back to you nah. with a photo like this. Just, just do us a favor. Just put in the like the subject line negative because then I'll just set up a rule to delete it anyway. Mm. Um, that works. <laughs> oh shit! So he cracks himself up over here. I like it. Oh, dying here <laughs> so much. Not COVID. Not that I think. Anyway, mm. I don't know. I think it's just on children in childcare. Won't even. That's an episode in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that kind of brings us to the end. Yeah. Any final last comments or words? No, just just yeah. I want to say congratulations to both of us for um, yeah the first first show done and dusted, and uh, yeah there'll be plenty more and yeah just reiterating basically what Paul said. It's yeah it's if you've got something to say, speak up and say it. Like we don't. <laughs> that sounded really rough. I know. No, no, no. I'm just laughing. It, See, it I don't think you introduced yourself at all, did you? No, th- this is the first time I actually mentioned my name. <laughs> so, oh, we'll, we'll leave that, but yeah. We've got to introduce somebody else in a minute, but he's uh, he's scarily watching. Is it five minutes? All right. Gotta, yeah, we'll, he'll, he'll probably see it in anyway. We've got to keep going for another five minutes. I'm pretty sure it's going to take him more than five minutes to have a fag. Mm. Smoke, that is. Well, <laughs> I was like, hey. Today's society, you can't, you can't say that, by the way. Well, he's talking about a smoke, so that's all right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, yeah, basically, well, let's, let's take our five minutes to introduce you, and we'll cut that into the start there. Oh, whoops, I just realised that was actually showing on the camera. Does it? Yeah, look, if I press the light, it comes. Oh, see. You can see yours. Um, I don't know how we'll do it, but we'll do it, because I guess it's kind of... Oh, it can be at the end. Just that just proves that I could talk underwater. See, that we've made it through an hour and something as part, like casting or, or recording, and nobody knows who you even are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not important. The, uh, the underlying tone for this... No, no, in the sense of the underlying tone for this episode was getting to understand why the podcast has come about and what we want to achieve from it. So I know I'm probably looking at a more business approach and, and sorry if people are like, uh, throw down, get rid of this drongo. There's a reason. There's a reason I picked you. I've already told already told all my mates as well. Because um, you need someone to work the laptop? Well, that, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> he is my IT bloke. <laughs> Just like he calls me for plumbing issues, I call him for any IT issues. I'm like, hey. Paul... And and I mean simple ones. Well, I didn't think it was simple at the time, but have you ever wanted to get a password for your Wi-Fi off the laptop that you're using that's connected to the Wi-Fi? Well, I needed to do that. Didn't know how. A man right here told me how to do it over the phone. So if you need IT support, no, I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't call me. I employ people to do it now. I Actually, I have a bit of a, a joke with a, a couple of my direct reports, and I said... Yeah, you don't want me touching any IT tickets yeah, I because I make it worse. Yeah, we'll end up with lots of issues. <laughs> yeah. This sort of stuff, though, this was... Bloody hell, actually, some of this stuff goes back to high school days. That's how long ago. Which, I went you know, to it was a only like two, school, two apparently, because I didn't get taught how to do school, like, well, IT. <laughs> well, see, I um, volunteered for the sound and lighting stuff. And they only took, like, two people from each year. So there's only ten people in a school of 1,200. Wow. That's pretty lucky. Yeah, I, actually, I, I remember those days. They were the good old days. Uh, sh- shout out to a couple of the 
people I still uh, infrequently communicate with that were in that group. Yeah. So, but yeah, basically, well, yeah, yeah, just reiterating exactly yeah, what Paul said, and uh, yeah, if, if you ever need to speak up about anything, like our our little thing, and I'm not sure if the other ones, if the other ones copyrighted or not, but it's um. Yeah, like it isn't weak to speak at all. Like if you if you need someone to talk to, uh, we've I've, I've especially after establishing that I wanted to do this and you know I wanted to be a part of this, just the amount of friends that have reached out to me from you know that that space of like just knowing what we're what we're trying to do here. The, like the amount of friends that have reached out to me and and we've spoken about things which ultimately could have. Yeah, it could have definitely saved their lives. Um, that sounded like a child slapped the floor. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, yeah, it sounded like it's some a body dying or something. Yeah, and now a baby's crying. So I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that was a baby that just slapped the oh, floor. Oh God, please don't. No, mine's in bed. <laughs> it's all mine. No. Oh. Yeah, that's what I. And, and this probably makes terrible podcasting because you can't actually see what's happening. So that yeah. that's something we're hoping we will learn. Yeah. We'll find a way, and if not, we'll just we'll have to do this in an empty house. <laughs> Go and get a shed or something. Well, that, yeah. funny enough, and, and probably going to be cut out, but we did say that we were going to set up in the garage, but the acoustics were to- terrible. Yeah. But we've been to think sitting of, there echoing like crazy for no uh, reason. Starting to think about the entertainment that's on the outside. I yep. think the echo we might have to just deal we with. Might have to work out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, look. Yeah, sorry, back to. Yeah, just just touching back on uh, yeah the amount of friends that have reached out, which could, like I said, ultimately have saved somebody's life. Um, you know, you like to think that it doesn't end in in sadness, but in a lot of cases it does. And I've been following a lot more of it while looking into this and getting into this sort of I want to say industry or area. Um, just looking into it more and seeing the amount of issues that are out there, and they're not even issues. I, w- I would call it the, the issue is the reason we don't talk about it and to be honest there should be no reason that we don't talk about these things because if if you if you need if if, if it's at a point where you need to reach out then then it's already gone way too far so to me it's it's in order to get to that level sooner Hmm. before it gets to that level where you reach out to one person if that one person doesn't answer then it's the end of the line. It, it shouldn't have to be the end of the line. Yeah, it, it, it's probably about self-reflection of understanding the the signs of, oh, I'm not okay, and, and being able to resolve that within yourself. Yeah. As well as, you know, the, the people that you're in touch with every day. I know it's hard, but the slightest change in behaviour can indicate a problem. Yeah. And it... Yes, it's okay to have a bad day. I get it. it. It is okay. But if you think someone's having a bad day and, and you know, there's a not-for-profit charity out there, you know, are you okay? Obviously not affiliated with us in any form, shape, or way. But it's, it's asking the question, hey, mate, are you okay? And this is one thing I, I try and teach a lot of people. Once again, not in any form, shape, or way am I a psychologist, mental health profession. Actually, maybe I should go do that mental health first aid course. The guy at work's done one. We've actually got a mental health first aid officer on staff. 
He does other things I feel as like well. It's something we should probably both do. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, trying to, yeah, obviously trying to go down this pathway and, yeah. and to be open and honest and... I guess we're already start. Yeah, that fridge does turn on and off a no, lot. That's right. I just like, ooh, it's yeah. gonna blow up. Yeah, it does. That does turn on, but <laughs> but it gets turned off. It's an eco fridge. I think it was about like three hundred bucks. Anyway, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Outside so, of this, but yeah, I think we should just to you know. Yeah, but it, it is just saying, hey, look, I know, you know, you, you lashed out at, you know, Joe Blow today. It's it's a bit uncharacteristic for you. Are you okay? Do you, do you want to have a chat about something? And yeah, it could be that they're just having a bad day. Something's happened at home. Um, I can honestly say that I don't know what's all been this year, but a couple of people I've spoken with, they've had family overseas that have are either passed away or passing yeah. away. Yeah. And some due to COVID and they're just going, we can't go there because we yeah. don't know if we'll be allowed back in the country. Does, yeah, one of, the, one of my, I, I want to say close... You know what, touching on that, reaching out to, to people you work with as well is, I don't know, if, for most industries, there is, there is, you can't say that you don't spend more time with the people you work with than the people you're actually at home with. Because you go to work, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you spend mm. eight hours, let's say eight hours, hypothetically, you get home at say, let's say you start at the six, you get home say two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon when you're finally home. And then, you know, you might get a couple of hours where you're spending time with them, but then... <laughs> Sorry, I've got to stop you. <laughs> you, might spend, you might spend, say, let's say four hours with the people you love. Yeah. And then you go on to bed. Yeah, you go on to bed next to the people you love, but... Or, okay, well, or you go on to bed next to your dog let's... or something. Come over here. So, this is our... This is a good mate, Jordan. Uh, I'm being okay to, to let out and talk now, to give a bit of context into this, this where we are today as well, so... Jordan actually has also has a newborn baby as well, so we're all we're all fresh dads. So I guess the three of us together are sort of yeah. Look, so we're all we're all new dads here, and we're all sort of going through this this new dad and, and parenthood journey. I guess I want to say together because it, it, it is together because yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's what we're trying to we're trying to put out there is the it's it's not e- like it's not easy to, to say I need help, but to be able to say. I need help with this. Like it's it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be, and and that's being okay, and it is okay to do that. So that's basically what we're here for. And yeah, Jordan's coming now. He's he's been here the whole time, and he would have been in here a bit earlier if, if he wasn't holding the baby to sleep. Meddling kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, and that's, that's the point what, we're trying to get across. That's the point of this is to make sure that people understand that and to have other people here who feel the exact same thing just makes it easier for everyone. Um, I'll come down here so it's a bit easier. Yeah, going back to it's okay to not be okay, the reason, you know, we're all here together as mates is to have some backup, I guess. I'm probably really late to the party because we would have covered this already, but... Um, that was, yeah, so, um, yeah, look, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be heaps more coming up. There's going to be a lot more shit-talking, so... Feel free to jump on, share, like, um, <laughs> like and subscribe like to my and channel. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the two, three words. Sorry, I had to count that. Yeah, sorry. The three words you don't want to hear after sex.
Like and subscribe. <laughs> well, like, like, share and subscribe. Oh, uh, like, subscribe and get tested. Like, oh, <laughs> the three things I wouldn't want to fucking hear. Oh, God, yeah, no. Otherwise, right. it'd be the audio for uh, some sort of weird gonorrhea ad or... Do you have erectile dysfunction? A little. Are you a premature ejaculator? Yes. Depends <laughs> on the moment. Yeah. You know, Every moment is the moment. Is it? Is it me or is it her? Him. No, no, it's, it's not, not me, it's, it's you. Not, or the it's dog. It's me. That's what you're supposed to say. A story in my life. Yeah. <laughs> this has turned out to be the saddest podcast ever. <laughs> Jesus. Hashtag exposed. <laughs> Send it viral. <laughs> oh. No, that's, yeah. Look, that's what it's all going to be about. Uh, yeah, look, it's, yeah. I think it's good. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, we'd love to have you all along. Uh, he's going to be along for more. He's going to be along for all of them. I <laughs> hope. Um, I was going to say it's kind of my laptop yeah, <laughs> and you don't know how to work it yeah pretty much I mean I've got a laptop well, sitting there but it doesn't fuck it. it's just credit you, you'd be able to figure it out I reckon it'd take a fucking long time wouldn't be worth it yeah yeah Look, this podcast is all about lifting up blokes, not putting yourself down. It's going to take me forever. No, 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 mate. We've all got strengths and weaknesses, okay? I'll tell you right now. I literally cut my finger trying to open a beer bottle. And I'm the laziest motherfucker you've ever met. I'm the guy. I don't know, man. No, no, no. I drive around the car park till there's a car park space free. Close. Just at the doorstep. And if it's not free, right? I once had an argument with Belle, by the way, just so we're clear on that. I had an argument with Belle about the fact she would not park inside of Bunnings. You know how they have hang the on. trade section? Hang on, hang on. I don't call that laziness. I call it's that efficiency. stupidity. Oh, fuck you, man. Right. I, I'm going with... It's a pinnacle of human intelligence. See, now, if we go down an efficiency route, I go, no one parks the furthest array from the bloody door, right? Because who wants to fucking walk? Exactly. It is quicker for me to park the furthest away from the door and walk to the door by the time you've driven around the car park. <laughs> Alright, chump. Yeah, me too. And then I get a bill for driving through their front door. <laughs> I'll remember that next time you have to carry something heavy to the yeah. end of the car park well, and I'm right at the front door hey, waiting. Dude, I get it delivered. <laughs> now that, I mean, yeah, okay. he's got me there. He's talking about laziness. Are you going there? Is it laziness or smart thinking? It can be seen either way. We're also creating jobs. So, watch out Steve Jobs. We're coming for you. No. Dude, he died of pancreatic cancer, you twit. Steve Jobs is dead. Cancer's not a joke. No. No. (laughs) I've literally got a fuck you cancer sticker on my bike. That reminds me, I haven't been on and that is a release for me. So this is a Yeah. I'm talking motorbike, not a push bike. Right. You got stickers I, on my bike. On me, yeah, on my pushy. Yeah, they call Mate, I've got stickers on my push bike. There's also got two flat fucking wheels. And I don't I know how to fix it. A monster sticker and a Volcom sticker. <laughs>